Hello and welcome to our Friday episode of the Byron Life Diaries. This is a little taste of life in Byron Bay, where the boss and I have just moved to. Each week, I'll let you know what's been happening and share our journey with you all. From food, to nature, to celeb spotting, to yogs, you name it. This is a weekly check-in and we'll cover it all. Sending big love from our new home, Byron Bay. Hello. Welcome to Byron Life Diaries. So basically, if you're new to this episode, the way it rolls is I share with you kind of like what we've done during the week. And if I've discovered anything new about Byron Bay, um, well, technically we live in Bangalore, so anything that I might have discovered about Bangalore or Byron or we've done anything or seen anything, there's so much wildlife here, so usually I have a wildlife encounter to share with you. And then I always also open up to uh, like questions that people DM me during the week and then I answer the questions as well. So I'm actually recording this episode at night. The episode will come out first thing tomorrow because I wanted to share today's experience with you. So a few of my mates and I went to Currumbin Wildlife Hospital today and we had a behind the scenes tour. It's unreal. These guys rehabilitate and release back into the wild. Uh, I'm talking it's over 14,000 different animals a year and they treat over 270 different species. So the vets are amazing. My dad's a vet, by the way, and I was like, oh, I called dad straight after. I was like, dad, the vets have to understand and look after, be able to look after 270 different species of animals. And dad's like, oh, yes, that. That would be very different to our domestic clinic because uh, Dad looks after mainly cats and dogs. Anyway, it was awesome and I was really lucky I got to bring some mates. And the cool news is, and I said I'd give them a shout-out on the pod tonight, um, they're having an open day, the 27th of February. All the details are on the Instagram. I've just done an Insta post of um, all the things we discovered today. We actually got to see an eastern brown snake and he had lashings on his back because he got whippersnippered and um, he was feisty, he or she, sorry, I don't know what the sex was. Um, they were, it, it was really feisty. A bit scary actually, good scary, like we were obviously behind glass, but it was the, um, the nurse that was looking after and handling this snake was incredible because this is considered... I'm pretty sure the eastern brown snake is considered the most dangerous snake in the world and the second most venomous, but, like, a bite is fatal. And apparently even if, like, just one of their fangs, like, scratches you, that can be pretty bad. So anyway, that was really interesting to see him get, um, him or her get kind of like they had him in a little, uh, like, calico bag, got him out, had to coax him through a little tube because once he's in a tube, they can hold his second half of the body and stop him sliding out. And then from there they can, if he needs it, they can um, put him to sleep with anaesthetic and uh, operate on him, treat him and then bring him back. And how's this snake fact? Uh, They couldn't gas the snake to make him fall asleep because they smell, can smell that the gas doesn't smell like normal air and so they'll just go stuff you and hold their breath for minutes on end. How cool. So they actually had to get um, anaesthetic via a little jab, a little injection, and then he 
um, fell asleep and then they had to incubate him, so help him breathe, him or her breathe, and then, yeah, and then fix all the lacerations. Pretty cool, pretty cool. So, yeah, we, we learn a lot about um, snakes today. There was an echidna. There were bandicoots, which were really cute, a little ringtail possum, owls, eagles, koalas, of course, the iconic Aussie koala. So, yeah, it was awesome. And these guys are run primarily on donations. So if you want to get involved, volunteer, donate, I know that they would be so, so grateful. Also, their open day is the 27th of Feb. Check their Insta page out. And if you're around, check it out. And if you're like, oh, Lola, I'm in Melbourne or I'm in Sydney, I'm pretty sure by then it sounds like, fingers crossed, a little bit of travel will be open. So it could be a fun thing to tie into a little trip if you're going to visit. Okay, from animals to food, this week we went to like a soft launch or like a family and friends kind of taster for a restaurant that's opening on Monday called MVP. So Mark and Vinny's, they've got one in Sydney. I think this is like the arm or the sister kind of store. It's in the main like drag of Byron uh, next to Cardamom Pod. So if anyone's been to Byron, Cardamom Pod is like a really iconic kind of, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like vegetarian and Hare Krishna style food. It's delicious. I've been so many times and it's so yummy. I always get the like desserts. I'm such a sweet tooth. So... It was unreal. It was like a part. So their whole menu was like pasta, Negroni, and chili, and there's a whole Negroni menu. The cocktails are delish. My favourite cocktail was uh, a spicy watermelon mug, and it went down almost too easily. Very, 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 very good. So I'd recommend it even if you just went for a cocktail, but the um, pasta was really yummy, lots of vegan options, and I was able to stay gluten-free. So thumbs up for that. And it made me think do you have a favourite cocktail? Because since I've moved to Byron Bay, I have discovered my favourite cocktail. And no, it's not a spicy mug, even though that was delicious. Um, When we moved up, we had two nights staying at our mate's house. And when we got in, they were like, do you want uh, a drink? Do you know, do you want a glass of champagne? Do you want, because we just moved. It was like, welcome to um, Byron. And then they were like, do you want a martini? And I was like, I was delirious after like 10 hours of driving or whatever with boss and I was like, okay. It was the most delicious thing I've ever had and now that's like I feel very adult when I order. So I like a dry gin martini. I've had it dirty and that's quite nice too and I think that's where they add the olive brine but I think I just like it like smooth and just like really like clean. So like that. Um, So I think it's just vermouth and a, a dry vermouth. I could be wrong in this. I'm no guru, and then um, a gin and, and have it really, really dry. Oh, feels so adult. And the reason why I know I really, really love it, because not just because I've been happy with my friends here, but Boss and I went to visit Ray's, which is another really kind of iconic place in Byron, uber expensive, but so luxe and so beautiful. And it's just on what it goes. And usually if you've got a booking, you've got to book really, really in advance. But a little hack the bars always, you can always get into the bar without booking. It doesn't take booking. So we were just driving to, through Water Goes one night and we said, should we just go in and have a little, you know, sneaky, we live in Byron now, cocktail. And so we did. And I got a delicious gin dry martini there. So it's officially my drink now. 
So let me know, write to me if you have a favourite cocktail, favourite drink. Uh, I think mine is now a dry martini. And now I wanted to share with you Ray's, which is like beautiful and iconic and it feels like it'd be a great place to do like a romantic meal or getaway. Boss and I were thinking of booking it for Valentine's, but it's already booked out. All right, what's next on my list for this week? Oh, I've done my I've done my Byr, my like Byron updates. Um, little hack and little up, not hack. Um, not a hack at all. Little update. Uh, and if I say it out loud, I know that I'll stick to it, or at least you'll be able to hold me a bit accountable. I do the lighthouse walk, probably like four to five times a week. It's hard if you do it from Clark's Beach. It's quite like, it's just under 10,000 steps and it's a lot of uphills. Um, but my goal for February is to try and run it. And so I've been running little chunks of it now, but yeah, it's hard. And I like come out of it just like dripping, but yeah, so that's my goal by February and can hold me accountable. So we've got some questions that have come in this week. The first one is, why does my energy change? This is not specific to Byron, but it was like, why does my energy change um, when there's a full moon versus a new moon? So we're tomorrow, which is today for you guys. So today will be a full moon in Leo. The 29th of January is a full moon in Leo. So I thought, I've got a moon diary. So I just wanted to read to you what a full moon in, I've got my notes here. How very Virgo of me, even though it's a full moon in Leo. So, okay, so if you know anything about Leo or you know any Leos, um, Leos are great. They're fun, they're fire, they're great with being the centre of attention. They're very comfy with that. A lot of actors, a lot of people that are comfy on stage, they're going to be Leos. Uh, so... Creative self-expression is linked to Leo's. But I just found the bit about when the moon moves through Leo. So I'll read it to you. When the sun or moon moves through the constellation of Leo, we enjoy knowing kindness, but we also need more affection and recognition for ourselves. Allow yourself to be fun-loving, courageous, and creative at this time. Harmonious aspects to the sun or moon in Leo help you to advance anything related to Leo. Stressful aspects can trigger fears of being insignificant. You might act vain or proud, snobbish or pompous. So um, like ways to describe, really cool ways to describe Leos is like they're really creative, they're romantic, they're generous, they're honest and frank, they're affectionate, um, they're really vital and they love performing. So as we come into this kind of like full moon in Leo, think about that creative aspect of yourself and just be like, okay, so this is my time to kind of shine like a Leo. Yeah, they're they're a fire sign. And then... Um, if any of those negative thoughts come in about like, oh, am I enough? Am I insignificant? Da 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 da. Last year I didn't work as much because of COVID. Ba 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 ba. Like, 
just know that that's the full moon working its magic on you. A full moon is also a chance to let go and to let go of stuff that's no longer serving you. So sometimes on a full moon, I'll write my worries down and burn them. Um, You don't on a full moon necessarily seed new ideas. That's usually done on a new moon. So we're at a full moon today. So you kind of want to think of that idea, that more cathartic um, energy on a full moon, letting go. And because it's Leo energy, it's fiery, yeah, so it's not going to muck about. So if if it was me, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do something re- really, really creative today. I'm going to make myself feel good. I'm going to maybe pop a bit of makeup on and just feel really sexy, you know, like those kind of Leos of fire, you know, <laughs> like all those things that make you feel good but be creative. If you're a performer or you love performing, like just dance around the house, whatever you need to do to evoke your inner Leo today is the day. And any of the negative self-talk, any of the doubt, blah, 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 am I significant enough? Let that go because the full moon is the perfect opportunity to let that go. Anyway, I did not expect this um, podcast to go down the hippie woo-woo path and it absolutely did. Uh, I've also got other questions, so I'm just going to put my moon book down. I might just credit the moon book that I read that from. So it's a Moon Time Diary 2021, and it's by a lady called Iris Denton Hoff. If you want it, just DM, DM me on Insta and I'll take a photo of it for you. Uh, it's really cool because even though I read you like the Leo full moon bit, even on the date, it's set like each day it says what to do. So it's saying at t- today, Friday, full moon in Leo at 6.16 a.m. It says avoid operations today. Well, that's going to be hard if you've already got it booked in, but read more about moon and Leo on, on page 35, which is exactly what we did. Um, sunrise, 6.13 a.m., moonrise, 8.40 p.m. Cool. So, yeah, it's just got like little um, each day, like for tomorrow, for Saturday the 30th, it says a back massage is wonderfully relaxing today. Eat light meals today and drink loads of water. And it says the energy is earth, root, and salt, whereas the energy for the full moon today is fire, fruit, and protein. Cool, right? Very cool. And when it said that earth, root, and salt, that's that's a um, Virgo goes to Vir- moves into Virgo on Saturday. Oh, very very interesting. Because Virgo is my sign, so we love to analyze stuff and overthink and over worry, and that's me. Okay, so there's a few more questions, and then I'm going to let you know what I've got on for next week because that will change this Friday podcast. We will still have one, but it will not be coming from Byron Bay. Okay. Okay, so a few other questions for the Byron Diary. Are there any negatives about Byron? Absolutely. The traffic is mental, parking is hard, and on the weekends, cafes add a Byron tax to everything. So you pay 10 to 15% more no matter where you go at a cafe on weekends, which feels pretty full on. Uh, unless that happens everywhere and I'm just oblivious to it. Um Other than that, oh, one other really negative thing that happened to Boss and I, and I was like, oh, my God, we walked into a cafe and we were just ordering an acai bowl because everyone knows that that's my addiction. And this girl was literally like, hi, and looked at her friend and continued to have a conversation with someone outside the cafe, like yelling, and Boss and I were just sitting there and we're like, hey, can we order an acai bowl and a burger? And she was like, 
talking to her friend. She's like, yeah, what was that? And we were like, oh, an acai bowl and a burger. And she ignored us again, looked at the friend. I felt like I was in a movie. You know one of those movies when you get a really sassy teenager serving you? It was mental. Anyway, so the, that kind of stuff is funny in Byron a bit, I guess, because it's a transient place and people are, um, you know, want to do yogs or teach yogs or do acting and stuff and there's not like a lot of people end up not doing what they came here to do. Um, like there's so many yoga teachers but there's only so many yoga schools. Okay, so the next one, what are the crowds like at Bangalore in Byron in summer or on weekends? So I live in Bangalore, which is beautiful. It's more in the hinterland, so it's like 13 minutes out of Byron. And on the weekends, the main road of Bangalore is pretty busy. And if there's a big market on, it's really busy. So Saturday, there's a farmer's market. Sunday, once a month, is a big market. And it's pretty busy. Like it's really hard to get a park and Boss and I would only ever walk in on a weekend. Uh, any other day though, it's pretty easy to get a park. Uh, I've never had a problem getting a park. So I would say, yeah, on a Saturday morning, it's going to be a bit hard because the farmer's market are on and one Sunday a month, it's going to be a bit crowded. But other than that, it's super chill. It feels like you're in a really awesome, regional, cute little town and everyone is so friendly. Like the way that I just described to you my cafe experience in Byron, that's never happened in Bangalore. Like everyone's really chatty. Everyone gets to know you like Matt. Everyone at the butcher knows Matt. Everyone at the post office knows Matt. We're really now becoming really nice friends with our fave cafe Woods in Bangalore. You know, there's a real community vibe here and everybody is so lovely. So yeah, I would say just pick your days and just and the markets are worth visiting. So, yeah, like, yes, it's crowded, but the markets are really cool. Uh, summer in Byron was really busy and it's just starting to calm down a little bit now. But, like, we would swim at the pass or, like, drive into the pass, which is one of the beaches here, and your car would be lined up all the way onto the main road. And so you're behind, like, 20 other cars to get a car park in a small car park. So you could be waiting for ages and it's, like, aggressive to get past to get parked. So again, in summer holidays, it's a bit tricky, but if you're in Bangalore, that won't happen. That's just like getting to a main beach in the heart of Byron Bay. But yeah, the traffic is pretty full on in Byron and a good little hack if you're ever traveling here and you've got to drive, like say you're staying in Bangalore because Bangalore's like getting quite popular at the moment and you're like, oh, okay, well, I still want to go into Byron to go to the beaches or um, take a meeting or whatever, um, there's a, a front way in and a back way in and we all go the back way. And so the back way takes a little bit longer but it's so beautiful and you're just entering via like hinterland and it's rolling hills and it's stunning and no one goes that way. Everyone goes the front way because it's a little bit quicker um, but it can get really blocked up at like those peak times of the day. So we always go, always, Boss and I always, always go the back way. So, yeah, I think it's down um, Bangalore Road, I want to say. I need to learn my geography a bit better. Boss is usually the one driving. Um, Have the beaches really disappeared? No, but Main Beach definitely feels worse for wear. I swam at Clark's last week. And the sandbags are still there, but there is beach. Like you can totally sit on the beach and, 
you know, put a little brolly up and have a little hang, that was fine. Um, it's not as much sand as like Broken Head or um, Brunswick Heads or Tallow's Beach. They're massive amounts of sand and feel super nature. The Byron Beaches have be- have copped it a little bit. Um, I haven't swam at Main Beach, but Main Beach quickly becomes Clark's and then Captain Cook and then the pass. I'm learning all the beaches. Some people are going to be listening to this being like, well, she's a full nerd. Um, are there still potholes in Byron and is it still annoying people? Yeah, there's a pole at the end of our street. So, yes, they're definitely still here and you've got to be like kind of onto it. And, yeah, there's definitely a few potholes. And I will say like you'll often be driving and see uh, bunches of flowers tied around poles and trees. So the, the roads, um, especially at nighttime, feel a little bit scary. But during the day it feels pretty fine and Matt's an amazing driver and he drives 99.9% of the time. Although I will be driving into the Gold Coast on the weekend to see my friend Andrea and you got to get permits and whatnot and, yeah, I've got to do that on, on my own but I'm sure I'll be fine. But, yeah, so there the questions for this week. So always DM me if you've got any questions that you want answered on this podcast. So next week I'm going to be in Sydney for work. So I'm going to record a diary episode but – I'll be in Sydney um, from all week pretty much. Uh, So, yeah, I'm probably just going to share some of my favourite things about Siddos because I imagine Melbournians will be starting to travel to Sydney soon and even Queensland is coming to Sydney with that border lifting. So, yeah, I thought I might just do a fact because I used to live in Sydney. Fun fact, I lived in Sydney for four years all around like North Bondi, Paddo, Darlow. So I know it pretty well. I'm staying in the city. So, yeah, I'm going to do a Sydney diary for you next week and then the week after we go straight back to Byron life. But, yeah, so that's that's me. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for all the love with the Bridgerton episode and the media that picked it up. I was so blown away by the support. If you haven't listened to Monday's episode yet, it is with the Intimacy Coordinator, from the amazing Netflix show Bridgerton. Bridgerton's known for its awesome sex scenes. And I got Lizzie Talbot on the show who is the intimacy coordinator. She literally choreographs like each breath, each touch, just like a fight would be coordinated on set. So it was really cool to learn all about, um, yeah, the secrets behind it. And it, like fun little fact, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, the the actress Phoebe who played Daphne, the lead character in Bridgerton, her first day on set was a super steamy scene in a, a set in a library, and it's like full full blown steamy. Her first shot of the day, her first day on set was literally that, and and a cool thing was. Lizzie talked about she had six weeks to train with them so they were so comfortable with the scenes because that had so long to rehearse. And then she said, but it felt like such a cheeky scene because they were actually shooting in a London gentleman's club where up until 1981 no women were even allowed in. So she was like, oh, it felt so cheeky to be, you know, filming this kind of like sexual awakening scene with a woman in a place where women were banned. So very cool. I I would love you to listen to it and let me know what you think. Um, 
Yeah, Lizzie is really, really cool and I'm still pinching myself that I even got her on the podcast because she's a very, very cool human. Big love, sending big love. Happy full moon in Leo day and, yeah, I really hope you enjoy this potto. Please DM me and let me know what you want me to answer in this um, Byron Life, Byron Diary episode. Like I said, next week will be Sydney. So if you've got anything you want to know about SIDS, um, I'll be there so I can road test some stuff for you, although I feel like I've road tested a lot in SIDS already. So, yeah, I'll just be sharing. And I'll be sharing with you what I'm doing work-wise as well because it's this is a diary entry. But thank you so much for the support. It means so much to me and big love.